Hi, friend. The other day, I listened to someone describe a process that goes on for them when they get angry towards themselves and their body for no longer being able to have the active lifestyle they once did due to multiple sclerosis. I said, that experience sounds exhausting. To be stuck in a frustrating loop of both anger and grief. I didn't want to minimize their experience by suggesting maybe they can find other activities that are less painful. So I wondered if they couldn't find something to help move that energy and release it. The reason I bring this in is because I'm feeling a similar situation with looping frustration and inside somewhere, it's something else. Although my experience is not the same as their experience, the self-critic and resulting shame spiral isn't dissimilar. I'm applying the curiosity around moving energy to my own experience of these icky, mealy, Velcro-like, self-sabotage feelings, and hopefully releasing it by chatting it out here today with you. I'm hoping that through this process, maybe I can move some of these stuck patterns and shed some light on what's really going on over the past week. Catalyst for bringing me here today with you is this photography session I had the other day for a magazine article that's about the podcast coming out next month. I was excited going in. I bought a yellow rotary phone to nestle into this vintage phone cubby that's built into one of the walls in my apartment. I staged the area around it with colorful art. I painted my nails yellow to match the phone and then came up with this little scenario to capture what I think the podcast is about, calling a friend. I even put on a fancy contemporary caftan I got from one of my favorite designers. The photographer arrived, they set up, and shortly after we began, I felt myself starting to get fussy. Some of the things going on inside my head were, do I look like I'm having fun? Does this little scene I created work? Do I look stupid? Do I look fat? The photographer kept shooting me on the side that my fat self doesn't like. I'll just move the chair to the other side. He said that side doesn't work with the placement of the chair there. Okay, now I don't feel comfortable in this chair. Okay, um, I'm just kind of over the whole phone scene. Let's just move on. I'll just put on some other clothing and I'll stand up. He wants me to sit down in a chair again, and now he wants me to pose with my hands around my face. Well, that's awkward for me. I don't pose with my hands around my face. He insists. He insists on framing my face with my hands, and he's still working my bad side. He said, just put your hands up to frame your face. I finally say that's not me. That doesn't feel good. He walks over with the camera to show me some of the photos, and I say, I don't want to see any of them. I'm in full flight mode now. When he leaves, the shame sets in. I feel bad about how that went, and I feel shame about how I responded. He texts me that he wants to shoot more the next day, so I start coming up with things to get out of it. 
Luckily, he cancels. I was large-bodied at an awkward time, middle school. I was fat, I was gay, and I was bullied. In high school, I stopped eating anything more than saltine crackers with a little bit of Smucker's jelly for a long time. I lost a lot of weight. I gained all that weight back in college when I started drinking. I lost it again when I left college because I started doing club drugs almost regularly. And then I seesawed for a good while until I was in my late 30s. But that fat, gay, and bullied kid is the one who responds most to not-so-good feelings. I tend to avoid mirrors. There was one point in the not-so-distant past where I would open the mirrored medicine cabinet when I was in the bathroom so I wouldn't have to see my own reflection. I won't take my shirt off for photos unless it's a selfie, and then only at a certain angle. For the longest time, I wouldn't take my shirt off on the beach. I mostly avoided summer pool parties until I started adding fashionable accessories to cover up insecurities. I am not a large-bodied person today, but these feelings are still waiting in the wings for re-triggering. Now, I am notorious for not explicitly communicating what's going on inside my head. I work on this, but I'm a cognitive competition gladiator, and that's the way it's been for a long time. When your body is a site of confusion and trauma, you escape to your mind. I did this for many years, so it takes effort to return to being embodied. In the first chat room, I spoke about this feeling of dissatisfaction, and I wonder what's going on there and if it's still showing up. And what's underneath that? In psychotherapy babble, we talk about the core affect, or what's the underlying emotion. With my friend navigating MS, the core affect might be grief. And now I'm wondering if there isn't some grief going on for me. Last night, I went to a restaurant for the first time since March 2020. Hamburger Mary's Denver. Now, if you don't know Hamburger Mary's, it's a chain restaurant that's sort of known for its campiness and drag shows. It's a really good time. It brought back memories of fun times with friends at Hamburger Mary's in West Hollywood when I used to live in L.A. On the way, this urge to have a drink came over me. It was fleeting, but it was there. I rarely get those urges anymore, so when I do, they feel amplified. Maybe this grief is for fun times and friends. I mean, we're still in a pandemic. But maybe this grief is for drinking. Maybe I miss that friend. Mind you, she was the worst fucking friend in the world, but that doesn't make the grief any less palpable. This summer, I'm going to spend a month in the UK. I told a friend of mine that one of the ways I used to orientate myself to places while traveling is finding and saddling up on a stool at your local gay bar. I haven't traveled outside of the country since I quit, so this will be new. And drinking was a friend in foreign places. I said, maybe I can saddle up, but I'll have a Diet Coke. It's just not the same. I don't think I went to the gay bars for the ambience, honestly. Well, 
I think this worked a little bit. I've moved some things around, released some energy. Thanks for listening, friend. Before I go, I would like to make a pitch. If you're struggling with drinking or other substances, you're not alone. And I know that sounds fucking cliche, but it's true. There are so many others out there, and many times these struggles are hiding in plain sight. Even with folks that appear to be running the world, they look so together. Reaching out sucks. I know, no doubt. But I can tell you from experience, the shame that comes with admitting there's a problem is so worth it for the freedom you'll feel. And one last pitch, just cause. If you have a moment, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts because it really does help other people find the show. Till next time, friend. Do you have any questions, feedback, or want to share a story about reconnecting? You can drop me an email at imissyoupodcast at gmail.com. Find and follow the show on Instagram at imissyoupodcast. I Miss You is hosted, edited, and produced by me, with lots of help from the universe. This episode was recorded at House of Pod in Denver, Colorado. Our podcast graphic was designed by Ian Sklarski. New episodes are released weekly on Wednesdays. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, and show some love with lots of stars. It really helps. If you would like to support I Miss You, as well as get additional content and access to our members-only Facebook group, where you can connect and share with other listeners, consider subscribing to Patreon. You can find a link to Patreon in our Instagram bio, or at our website at imissyoupodcast.com. And finally, reach out, connect, and spread the love by telling all of your friends about our show. Till next time, new friend.